Our May recording of the well will be in honor of Mother's Day as a celebration of various faces and seasons of motherhood. We acknowledge that Mother's Day may bring a variety of emotions and memories for our listeners. We want to pause and speak to those of you in our podcast family that have lost your mothers, are longing to become mothers, or are healing from hard experiences in mother-daughter relationships. We see you and stand in prayer with you for peace and healing that we believe only Jesus can provide. We pray you feel welcome to join this conversation at the well today. However, we support any listener's decision to decide otherwise. We love you, ladies, and hold you close in our hearts during this season. Welcome to The Well, a segment of the North River Podcast, a place for women of all ages to gather and grow as we walk through our journeys of faith. Whether you're new to your devotion to Jesus or watching the legacy of a lifetime of faith unfold, we pray you find truth, laughter, and community here at The Well. Well, hello, ladies. Welcome back to The Well. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. <laughs> it's good to be here. Can't believe we're already in our fifth episode. It's May. Um, it feels like the days are long, very, very long in my life <laughs> these days, but but the years are so short. It's crazy where May, I was talking to a friend and she made the comment May-cember, mm-hmm. that May is the new crazy month, which I, I we'll see how it turns out. But mm-hmm. That's right. I've heard mm-hmm. that May-cember, December, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. just as much going on in May, right? True. So we're all gearing up for the summer with mm-hmm. lots to look forward to. I know for us, our son is spending his last year as a camper at the church camp he's grown up attending. And so my husband and I are hoping to get like a week-long getaway. Oh, nice. So we're excited about that. Yes. But uh, as this episode is published, we've just recently celebrated Mother's Day. So today we're going to have fun and have a real conversation about motherhood. And we're actually joined by a woman I greatly respect and admire. Today on the podcast, we have Keisha Pruden joining us. Keisha, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. So happy to be here. Yes, yes. Uh, We were just chatting before we started recording about how I'm so excited about getting to know your story and chatting a little bit more. We've said hi and passing a lot. And so Mm -hmm. I love that the podcast gives us a space to do that and get to know each other a little bit more. But I wanted to share with our listeners a little bit more about you. So some things to know about Keisha. She's a 40-year-old mom of two. Mm -hmm. Um, She has a son who is 23 and a daughter who is 14. So that's a crazy thought for me as we'll talk a little bit more (laughs) as way beyond my my visuals right now. Um, But your, your son is 23. Your daughter is 14. Um, she's originally from Miami, Florida, and enjoys singing and serving others. She's lived in the greater Atlanta area since 2011 and has a passion for using her voice and talents to help raise funds and bring awareness to opportunities to serve the underprivileged. She's training for her first triathlon, mm-hmm. which prompted her to launch the brand Trying On Purpose to inspire others to do the good works that God has prepared in advance for us to do. Wow, there's a lot of amazing things yeah. going on in your life. I'd love to hear more about this triathlon experience. Ooh, <laughs> uh, I mean, it has been challenging, but that's really why I'm doing it, because it's uh, just one of those things that my spirit is like, if you can do this, you can do anything. Mm. And um, and that's really the purpose that I have. And, and so it's going well. I got to get uh, my swimming up to par. I am from Miami, so I spend a lot of time in the water, but not a lot of time swimming. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> and it's open water. So, you know, it, there's just that. 
but um, it's going well. Wow. It's when is well. when is your triathlon date? The sprint that I'm doing is June 25th. So coming up real quick. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And then I will be doing an Ironman triathlon next year. So I'm wow. very excited for that. Wow. Goals. Mm-hmm. Goals. I'm just taking notes over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So we are all in different stages in our motherhood journey. My son's about to graduate high school, which is just crazy. I can picture him in the back seat mm-hmm. in his little car seat, Aww. you know, and now he's driving me around. Wow. Uh, Latoya's yeah. two littles are four and one, so lots of potty runs and diaper changes mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Keisha has an adult child oh. and a teenager. Oh. So we're all experiencing different snapshots of this journey. Not all of our listeners are mothers, but we do hope that what we can discuss today can shed light on God's heart toward us as his children, as well as some of the fun, faithful insights on this unique role in society. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I love that phrasing, this unique role in society, because that's what it is. Like motherhood Mm -hmm. is a very, very unique role. And our hope for today is that, you know, I'm I'm really excited about this episode because I want to take the image of motherhood and make it real from Mm -hmm. a lens of faith. You know, I think so often in different stages of life these days with social media and kind of of having access to everyone's inside life in any moment, I think sometimes we can present different stages of life as like perfect or glamorous Mm -hmm. and like, oh, everything is just so easy and everything is so perfect. And this is so, this is how your stage is supposed to look. Absolutely. And motherhood is no exception. Like I think the pressure and the and the the visual of motherhood can be so intimidating um and it can be disorienting. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, you know, with many new moms can say, "What's wrong with me? I'm having such a hard time if if everyone else is making it look so easy and so natural and um you know, we wanted to kick off our our episode today with with making it real, you know? Like sharing a couple real mom moments that, you know, maybe aren't picture worthy (laughs) not worth the photo but just some real mom fail moments where it's like you know what this is a moment or a memory that as a mom you just go well you know that just happened and and what has helped you in those moments to like (laughs) okay that happened but I'm a good Mm -hmm. mom I love my kids we're gonna move on like yeah what are some moments where you are oh my gosh I'm laughing because I probably have like 50 I could share (laughs) including the time it took me an hour and a half to get him strapped into his car seat (laughs) in the hot Miami sun. But I'll go with the one where he's about four and a half, and we're here in Georgia, and a neighbor who was uh, an older woman with, you know, a little little heavy, maybe a little bit of a belly. Mm -hmm. So my son walks right over to her. This is our first time meeting her on the front lawn pushes his finger into her stomach and goes, what's that? And she said, that's fat. And we wanted to die. Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) We wanted to die. Yeah, that's tough. What do you say? And I will never speak to you again. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Great meeting you. Yeah, that's that's tough. You know, I thought about a time recently. So um, I have a son who will be two next month, which I don't want to say that out loud, but it's <laughs> just the truth. Um, a couple months ago, we, me and my husband were bringing in groceries and we're coming in the, from the driveway to the living room, you know, bringing groceries in. We close the door and I'm putting groceries away. And my husband's back in the other room working. And, and now I, I start hearing my 22-month-old 
fussing. And I'm like, oh, he's probably in the sunroom. Let me go get him so my husband can focus. Go in the sunroom. He's not there. And I'm like, huh. I still hear him. And I asked my four-year-old, I said, where's your brother? He points to the window and he goes outside. Mm. (laughs) It had been five minutes, maybe 10 minutes. And my son was standing on the front door in the front yard with his little blankie at the door just waiting to be let in and i'm like how long have you been outside (laughs) i'm like lord thank you for the angels that protect this child because sometimes he does beeline down the driveway Mm -hmm. and that time i was like you know what it it, i i think in my head i can like really freak out but it didn't happen the worst Mm -hmm. case scenario didn't happen just let him in the house move on with your day Mm -hmm. (laughs) so not our finest moment for sure but that happened (laughs) Yeah, that that's um I've like Enid, I've had a lot of those experiences. My son is twenty three, so mm-hmm. um and my daughter's fourteen, so I have a lot of those. But I think the one that sticks out to me the most is when my uh daughter was two years old and we were living in Miami at the time and she did not have those swimming lessons. I was just kind of getting her comfortable with water and having her jump to me and doing all of that. And um, she had on one of those vests that you can zip up, but you take off. And so I was letting her jump in and letting her think that she could swim. And we all got out of the pool and we took the vest off. And then she decided that she wanted to jump in because she had been jumping in all day. Sure. As I had been teaching her. And (laughs) um, but luckily we were right there and um, we jumped in and got her. But it was like, like, okay, all right. Maybe we need to have a further discussion about like we can't just jump in. We got to make right. sure that all of our oh, safety gosh. things are there. Um, but yeah, just like you, the worst case scenario didn't happen, and so I just was like, okay, everything's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I have to tell myself. My husband has to help me a lot with this, but I have to not get on the roller coaster that didn't happen because mm-hmm. I'll cry. Mm-hmm. I'll you know I'll go there, mm-hmm. and it's like it didn't. Don't get on the roller coaster that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's great advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just goes to show that nobody's doing motherhood mm-hmm. perfectly, right? Our blind spots leave room for God to come in and, and provide and teach and guide and protect us and our children. Um, we're going to talk more about that in a little bit. But before we jump in, Keisha, we'd love for you to share a bit more of your story with the ladies of the well. Can you share about how your journey into motherhood has impacted your faith and how you have allowed God to define your role of mother for you. Yeah, so my journey as a mom started early at 16. Um, I had my son, and that was a bit challenging. You know, I had a relationship, did not have a relationship with God. I knew God, but, you know, there's a difference between, like, knowing someone and knowing someone. Mm -hmm. I think we were talking about that Um, in the hallway earlier, Latoya. You know, we've known someone. So I had a relationship. I knew God, but I didn't know God. Yeah. Um, And I had my son at 16. And that, I feel like, was the beginning of my relationship with God. Because there's something about being responsible for another person wholeheartedly. Like, from the time that they're, like, inception to, you know, continuing on with life, you know. It's there's a faith that's built that's mm-hmm. outside of yourself, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're no longer self-indulgent, especially as a 16 year old, so self-involved, it really made me come out of myself and think that there was more to life than just being 
all over the place. Mm. Yeah, so if that wasn't as challenging enough to like have a child at 16, um, his dad actually passed away at six years old. And he went through an illness that um, over three years of, um, he had cardiomyopathy. So it was a congenital thing. So now there's another thing to pray about that this could be something that my son can deal with. And going through the process of the illness with his dad, taking care of him and all of that, as a young teen mom was very challenging. Wow. So my faith was being built, you know, in all of these ways. And when he passed away, it was it was hard. And my son went through depression. And there was so many different things um, that helped me to rally around him. And watching his faith actually grow helped my faith grow. Yeah, so to be honest, as a young mom that had this, like, kid whose dad just passed away I really was okay to not have any more kids and I didn't think that I would be able to because at that time I was like the women with the the issue Mm. you know and I was diagnosed with um, dysfunctional uterine syndrome and so it was like well it would be very very difficult for you to even have more kids and I was like well well thank you God you know maybe that's what the reason was and um you know, and I was completely cool with that until nine years later, <laughs> nine and a half years later, my daughter um, came about mm. and that was faith in a different level. And I think like looking back at it at those times, like God gave me a son to love, you know, to like know how to love. And God really gave me a daughter to learn how to love myself as like mm. the little girl, as all of the things that I missed as myself growing up, all the ways that I would have wanted to be loved as a girl. You know, it's yeah. just like, who? And it's and it's more challenging than a boy. So <laughs> Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so special to hear how God uses these things and has us on our own special journey. Because I think that as he kind of creates life in us, it also molds us, mm-hmm. right? It also is molding something into us. And I'd, I'd love to ask you ladies, this is a question I started to get a lot when I became a mom is like, now that you're a mom, what are you learning about God? You know, and I'd, I'd love to know for, for you all, what would you say that is like in becoming a mom? What has it taught you about whether it's God's love for you or just about God's nature or any aspect of your relationship with God? That's like, wow, I, I've learned this in motherhood. Definitely the unconditional love aspect of it. Um, And knowing that God has a plan for us. So that's one of those things, Jeremiah 29, that I stick to, like, where I know the plans I have for you. And even if it's not my plan for my kid, (laughs) God knows the plan for the kid. And it's to prosper, you know, and not to harm. And so that helps me a lot in myself and also with letting my kids be themselves and letting them have form their own relationship with God. Because I think sometimes it's hard for us to separate because we, we're the covering for our children in a way. But then after, like, they have to have their own relationship with God at the end of the day. And, um, and it helps to let me let them go and mm. let them do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, as you're talking, Keisha, I just... I'm just reminded how much I love how God's character is is the origin of the love and devotion a mother can have for her child, right? 
I think of the qualities in God like compassion, his mm-hmm. compassion for me. And I want to fight to imitate that in my own role as a mom. But to your point earlier, LaToya, you know, it really can be disorienting when things are not what you expect them to be on this journey of motherhood, right? So I, so I really want to ask you, ladies, how have you fought to cling to God when unexpected and difficult aspects of motherhood become a part of your story? Mm, yeah, I think, yeah, it's a lot, you know, that that combination of unexpected and difficult. You know, I think if you know mm-hmm. something difficult is coming, you're like, all right, let me gear up. But if you're, it kind of takes you off guard, it's a little bit, it's disorienting, it's difficult in, in any stage of life, really. But, you know, for me, the journey to becoming a mom has been a windy road, turns and all kinds of things that I I wish I was that person that was like, I would do it all over again. I wouldn't. (laughs) These are things that I would not have chosen for myself. And, you know, we started, me and my husband started trying to have children in 2017. And between now and then, we've lost two pregnancies. Now, we've Mm. had two healthy children. I'm so grateful for my boys. But losing two pregnancies is also a very traumatic experience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me, I'm not far enough in these hardships to know the big picture. Like, I haven't got to the moment where I'm like, you know, now that I'm 50 and it all makes sense, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I'm still in the storm a little bit. I'm still in like, whoa, these are things that are still difficult for me. Um, I think that for me, the ongoing lesson that I'm doing to cling to God is focusing more on his character and in his presence than like what I see and what I want, like focusing more on like, God, you are good and you are kind. And that's what I will rejoice in. Mm -hmm. I won't rejoice in the fact that I can't, I'm not yet able to, you know, I think about Job who Mm -hmm. lost everything in his first reaction was to worship. Yeah. If I, when I lose with things and I'm going through hardship, my first reaction is to cry and be upset and frustrated and confused. But then I look at God and I'm like, but you are good. And you are kind. And mm-hmm. I know that you are in control and not in this like whimsical way, but I know that you are in control. Like the ship feels like it's sinking, but it's not, you know. And so yeah. I think for me, I, I'm trying to learn in this stage of life not to just look at what I see and what I feel, even though my emotions, I'm an empath. I'm highly mm-hmm. sensitive. I got I got enough feelings for the state of Georgia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I have no shy of emotions. But even in this stage being like, OK, these feelings are a map to God and I need to take my feelings to God because he can handle it. He is good. Like I think just trying to remember like God is bigger than any prayer I can pray for on this earth. And that is kind of what I'm trying to fight and hold on to. Amen on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, for me, so I am recently I'm moving. I've decided to move uh, from Atlanta back to Miami, which was not in my plan. I'm a, person like I'm one of those vision people you know like I see and I think in pictures I have vision boards all over the place like I have a clear thing of what I want to do and moving back to Miami was not it but going back to so I've moved here my daughter's dad lives in Miami and she wants to be closer to him it's she's going into high school it's one of those times she definitely needs to be closer to her dad he's a great dad no complaints about him and and that way and I had to get outside of what my own plans were what my own thing was I'm currently studying for real estate so I'm like well I had planned to do that here you know just all of my vision that I had for myself completely went out the window 
And I had to think about my daughter and think about the impact and of my decisions on her. Um, and it's just not my plan. But I have a scripture that I love, love, love in this moment is uh, James 1, 2 through 3 is consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whether you face trials of many kinds, because you know um, that testing of your face pr produces perseverance. And I'm one of those people. I like to do hard things. I like to do tough things. And I like to lean into it. And so. That's why you're doing a triathlon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is why I'm doing a triathlon. <laughs> and so. Um, ooh, sorry. It helps me to. Just think about that. But it, it was one of those things I really had to get over myself because it just I cried about it. I was like, mm, like, it's not what I wanted to do, but just really praying and thinking about it. God, like, cleared it with my spirit and was like, hmm. girl, that's what you need to do. And, and there's going to be something better at the end of this for you. So. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I think uh, as we're talking, two scriptures come to mind. One, of course, is Psalm 4610, be still and know that I am God. And for that one, I think I'll just explain briefly. You know, we we went through two years of infertility, unexplained infertility. We're about to adopt, get pregnant, have a, a okay pregnancy, but a very tough delivery. And, you know, here I am five feet tall. I have a nine-pound baby. Oh, <laughs> But wow. then he's born with life-threatening food allergies. And then on top of that, he, when he's two and a half, he goes to daycare, preschool for the first time. And after one day, comes home with full-blown pneumonia. Wow. We're in ICU for six nights. And that wasn't the first time that he was to be hospitalized for asthma. And so thus began... A little bit of a, a health journey with yeah. some very serious concerns, especially as a young kid with life-threatening food allergies to many, many things. So there, there were some times that we couldn't even figure out what he was allergic to. And that brings to mind the second scripture of Jeremiah 33, 3, mm. which says, call to me and I will tell you unexplainable things you do not know. Mm. There are different translations of that. But I love that. I just really stumbled upon that scripture in that time. And so those are things that I really clung to mm -hmm. throughout the whole journey. And, of course, motherhood's never over, right? Even mm -hmm. though he's 18, it's, it's definitely not over. Mm -hmm. But I know that God gives us those nuggets that we can just really hold on to that help our hearts to become much more peaceful than they would be normally mm -hmm. right without mm -hmm. a spiritual walk with him yeah yeah I love that and I think you know one of the things I love about the the view of motherhood through a lens of faith which is our whole narrative today is that we can cling to those scriptures like mm -hmm. the passage you just shared is like oh that is beautiful I need to go back and look at that myself or I think about Psalm 68 19 where it's like praise be to God who daily bears our burdens like every single day whatever I wherever I'm at like God is with me and he's walking with me and you know I've been thinking about how we're all different seasons right mm -hmm. like I I'm just now beginning my book of mom fails mm -hmm. <laughs> right sure it'll be long but when my sons are 23 and you know 26 mm -hmm. it's gonna be chapters and chapters right and so I'd love to know for you all like what are if if any what are messages whether internal or external in your specific stage of life like to mothers listening who are in your stage of life what are some messages whether internal or external that 
you've kind of heard about or have a buzz or have experienced in your own motherhood journey that you're like, I don't know that this is a healthy standard we should be holding ourselves to if we're mm-hmm. faithful mothers. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think this is something we should try to live up to. You Like, what what are those things that are, are in your stages of life? Well, I, for me, it is uh, definitely comparison kills. Mm. And going back to the plans that God has may not be the plans you know, sometimes when you see other people's kids and you grow up together and their kids are on like the path that they're supposed to be on, you know, that it's like the high school and college and, you know, corporate job and, you know, two kids and a dog and all of that, that whole thing. And when your kids are not on that, that same path, we tend to project onto them that they're failures and, or that they're not doing well, they're not successful. And, I just think that that's one thing that we need to to get away from, that there's not one way because God, you know, made a body, not all hands, not all feet. He made a whole body. So everybody can't go to that same route. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that's one thing that I would like to carry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Comparison kills. I love that. How mm-hmm. about you? That's Annie? a great question. I think a message uh, that is out there is you can have it all. Mm hmm. And I don't think that's true. I don't think you can have it all at the same time. You might be able to have it all throughout your life, Mm -hmm. maybe, but you can't have it all in the moment, especially as a mom. And I've just had to come to grips with that, that it's okay to have a house that looks like a disaster once in a while. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be a mess. And I might with a, a three-year-old who's super active and has a lot of needs, I just might not be able to wash my hair <laughs> for mm-hmm. two days. And that's okay. <laughs> and we just have to have so much more grace and compassion with ourselves mm-hmm. uh, than I think we're even encouraged to do, especially mm-hmm. by the media, right? Yeah, by yeah. what we see out there. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, totally. You know, I think... Obviously, becoming a mom in the age of social media, Mm -hmm. right? It's Mm -hmm. like your pregnancy announcement has to be perfectly captioned. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like everything has to, you know, be this perfect glamorous. I think for me in the stage with littles, you know, I think that it's hard because I think this is a this is a little external that I hear a lot in conversations with other moms of littles Mm -hmm. that becomes very deeply rooted internal. And it's this uh, this image of what it means to enjoy your kids. There's a mm. lot of conversation, and honestly, a lot happens at church where I'll, you know, be walking in with my boys, and I got the stroller, and one is trying to run into the grass and get a stick. You know, it's just crazy. And an older mom will say, "Oh, enjoy this time because it doesn't last mm-hmm. long." And they, and, and and I get it from a space of longing and, and nostalgia, and it's a sweet memory of, "Oh, my kids used to be that little, but now mm-hmm. they're grown and barely call home." And you know, I get where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. I think the danger in it is that one, it assumes, "What if I am enjoying my kids?" It do, we do look crazy. We mm-hmm. always look crazy. Okay, <laughs> like, but I enjoy. I've learned to enjoy the crazy. What I think is an opportunity, a missed opportunity, really, where the gospel has a chance to jump in there is I think sometimes we pass on fear to young moms Mm -hmm. rather than strength. And I have felt a lot of times, like I remember (laughs) being pregnant and, you know, people tell you their horror stories of labor. And I'm like, that's why I became a doula, because I'm like, no, like I want people to feel empowered, like your Mm -hmm. body is strong and you are capable. And so I think I would want young moms to not... Uh, submit to this narrative of like I have to be happy clappy in order for everyone to know I'm enjoying my children and Mm -hmm. this is a hard stage but I have to make sure it doesn't look hard because 
I might get, you know, like, it's like, no, it can look hard and I can still enjoy it and that's okay. But at the same time, like, from the external perspective, I think older moms taking advantage of that opportunity instead of saying like, oh, just wait, it's going to get harder as it's, it's hard now physically, but it'll get harder emotionally later. I think instead of saying that, being able to say like, I see you, I'm so proud of what you're Mm -hmm. doing with your kids. Like you are the perfect mom for those children. You Mm -hmm. are doing so great with them. I see how strong you are. I see how you, you know, are rolling up in church with your stroller and you had to bring everything in the world in order to get here and you made it. You know, like just like, (laughs) just a little bit of encouragement rather than like, oh yeah, girl, you got your hands full. (laughs) Like, okay, like I really want to be free from that pressure of um, trying to make it look like this hard season isn't hard. Because it is. And I, I actually enjoy it. My boys are nuts. And I, like, love them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's for me. Yeah. Those are so real. I love that. It's so real. And I love your suggestions there, LaToya. Mm-hmm. I think that's great input for, for those mm-hmm. older moms who might be listening. And even still, at every stage of motherhood, we know we want our children to be successful, whatever that might mean for mm-hmm. them at their stage of life. But as moms, we want to be successful in who God is calling us to be as well. As we close, I'd love to hear what you are focusing on to not just do the things you need to do as a mom, but to become who God is calling you to become in the second half of 2023 as a mother. Well, um, I love that. I think for me, it's um, leaning into the level up. So I think like I love that mm-hmm. <laughs> because like when you're challenged, like I said, I like to do hard things and, you know, you can't build muscle without resistance. You can't build, you know, things without that opposite, you know, force. And when I'm in a challenge, it helps me to think like, man, I'm really I'm leveling up because when I get out of this, whatever this stage is, sometimes it's a long stage. But whenever it is, when I get out of it, I'm going to be like on another level mm-hmm. and legitimately I've looked back at my life and see that and now I can lean I'm like "Mm, lean into that level up um and really be intentional about everything that you do commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed you know so everything that you're doing is going to um you know you're doing for God and even if it's a storm you know whoo man this is going to be a level up and Mm -hmm. I can't wait I'm so excited to see what I'm going to be in this next level. Wow. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. that So and lean into the opportunities mm-hmm. to level up. And honestly, I just even want to acknowledge Keisha that you are a single mom. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is the ultimate level up. Like mm-hmm. I was raised by a single mom and there's been moments since I've become a mother where I'll just text my mom and be like, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How did you do this? And I have a husband who's very helpful, but it's still, again, it's hard. Right. And so I don't even want to know your thoughts. And I know you don't speak for every single woman sure. on the planet with children, but your thoughts on that term single mom, like no one's ever called me a married mom. I'm yeah. just a mom. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think I've always thought hearing people even I just said it right I was raised by a single mom right Mm -hmm. like I think that that label I just I'm curious to how you have internalized it your thoughts on it because I think we could all just be moms like what I don't know your thoughts on that well for me motherhood was in general was not a, a badge of honor because again I had my son at 16 so there was always a shame and I've never been married so there was always kind of a shame in motherhood for me that I've grown to now appreciate, like, you know. Um, And for a long time, I would say I'm an unmarried mother 
not a single mother, especially in church, because I had so much support. Um, I, my, I have family around me. You know, I was not really I have a village. So I, I'm an unmarried mother. So I still say that my daughter's dad is in her life very active. Um, unfortunately, my son's dad passed away, but he has been a father for my son as well. And so just um, the term unmarried, you know, or I, I don't know, because some sure. people may not m- may not even like that definition. Sure. But for me, it was it was more defining. Now, I love being a mother um, and I enjoy talking to single mothers about what that looks like to them, what it looked like for me, because not everybody's different, really helping people to get a village, right, to like. If if nothing else, come to church for a village. Come to church so you can ha- be a part of the body as a single mother, mm-hmm. you know, um, or as an unmarried mother because that's really what it is. Right. Um, yeah, and to that point, even, you know, as someone with a husband who helps me and is support, I still need a village. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's not just the two of us against the right. world. Like, that village is still very, very necessary. So I appreciate, appreciate you mm-hmm. sharing that. Um, you know, to answer your question, Enid, for me, I think – what I'm learning in this season is just the value of showing up. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about Isaiah chapter 40 verse 11, where it says he gently leads those with young and I'm learning to be gently led. I'm learning to take my sleepless nights with, you know, the regressions apparently never stop. That's just yeah. my thought is everyone's going through a regression. I get the sloppiest, sweetest kisses and emotional breakdowns and, it's it's a hurricane. It's a crazy yeah. sweet hurricane. But I'm learning to sh- the the value of showing up, and so I have learned to. I y'all, I am not like an early riser. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to wake up around five thirty, six a.m. because once my boys are up, it's off to the races, and yeah. the house is quiet and it's peaceful. And sometimes I'll read my Bible. Sometimes I'll just sit in silence and be yeah. like, God, just. Hey, you know, like yeah. give me, help me in this moment. Help me today. Help me to be be patient with my family. You know, whatever it might be. But it's not this like I got my journal and a candle yeah. and I'm having theological like yeah. <laughs> mind blowing quiet times with God. It's like no, I just am trying to create the muscle of showing up. I'm yeah. here, God. I'm seeking you with all my heart. I want nothing more than to stay asleep right now. But. Yeah. I got this cute little like robe and I grab it and I go downstairs and it's cozy and I sit with God and I'm teaching. I'm learning to be gently led in that way. Because if it was up to me, I'd be like two hours mm-hmm. journal and all of them highlight mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. text someone. Did you know that this Greek word, me, you know, <laughs> that's just not where I'm at. And so I think learning to show up is is something that I'm starting to really value, even if it doesn't look the way that I want it to if I'm next to God, I'm like, okay, God, I know that you are gently leading me and you probably expect way less of me than I expect of myself. Mm-hmm. I respect that so much. And as someone who knows LaToya personally, I I know her house is crazy. Yep. And <laughs> one time I said, so how you doing? And she said, everybody is just so loud. My house is so loud. My husband is loud. My boys are loud. <laughs> They're all born with microphones. Just yeah. That's just, yeah. So. so I appreciate that, that you are really going out of your way to just, you know, have that time in the morning. That's, that is great. I think for me, as I enter this next chapter of my life, really, which is going to have my only child in college, mm-hmm. I have, um, I really have to focus on being content. It's, it's a big shift. 
it's a big change. And a lot of mothers who have gone before me have said, oh, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I know. It's so hard. And you've spent these last 18 years being a mom. And you know that there's a shift. You know that he needs to go do things on his own. Yeah. And you know that you need to be content in this next chapter. And it makes me think of Philippians 4, uh, 12 to 13, where Paul says, I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, finding contentment as a person who's a doer and go, 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 go get it, go figure it out, that I need to really know that my contentment is found in Jesus Mm -hmm. and Jesus alone. So I look forward to... um, I think this is going to be harder yeah. for me mm. uh, than it might be for some other moms. So, yeah, and that's okay. Pray for yeah. me, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm kind of halfway because I'm moving to Miami, but my son is not coming. Oh, wow. And so it's, you know, I still have one child, but it, it there is even still that separation of like, oh, my goodness. Oh. <sighs> I can't imagine. I mean, obviously, <laughs> very different stage of life. Yeah. My my boys barely can, I can barely go to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> without someone joining the party. But um, yeah, you know, ladies, thank you for sharing these, your lives. And honestly, these really sacred moments. I think motherhood is a very sacred experience. And so thank you for sharing all that on the podcast with us. Um, For those of you who are walking that beautiful yet messy, messy road of motherhood, um, we pray that you can be rooted and established in God's fierce devotion towards you as his child, the same way that you want to love and protect and guide your child that feeling is the image of God and that you came from that feeling that God has of, I want to walk with you. I want to protect you. I want to guide you. I want to lead you. And I pray that you can experience that in your own life. You know, we really do believe the more we are filled in him, the more we are able to give to those around us. Um, and Keisha, thank you for coming to the podcast today, mm-hmm. sharing your life with us. It's been yeah. so, so great having thank you. you. It's amazing. I love it here. Um, <laughs> the well is nice. Yes, the well is nice, and um, love listening to the podcast. I'm glad to be a guest. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's been great having you. Well, we are grateful for you all joining us in this discussion, and we pray that as you carry this with you into the rest of your day and your week, that you can find God's love and devotion towards you in the midst of the many, many little things that He does as you fill the role that you play as a mother. Um, and for those of you who are not moms, we pray that you were able to glean any like nuggets of wisdom in your own life Um, every stage of life we want to glean to god Um, but thanks for joining us and we will see you next month at the well see you then (laughs) have a great day